وَلَمَّا بَرَزُوا لِجَالُوتِ And when they appeared for Jalut, بَرَزُوا بَرَزَي Baraz is open and spacious land. Land that is open, spacious, vast. And Baraza is to come into view, to emerge, to appear before something or someone. So when the Muslim army, when they appeared before who? لِجَالُوتِ وَجُنُودِهِ When they appeared before Jalut and his army, his soldiers, قَالُوا Then the believers, they said, what did they say? رَبَّنَا O our Lord, أَفْرِغْ عَلَيْنَا صَبْرًا O our Lord, pour patience down on us. أَفْرِغْ عَلَيْنَا صَبْرًا أَفْرِغْ is from فَارَغَيْن And فَارَغَ is when something becomes empty. And it also means to pour. So think of it like a jug of water or a bucket of water. That you just turn it upside down. And as you turn it upside down, whatever is inside will immediately pour out. And as it will pour out, whatever is in the bucket is gone. It has become empty. Why? Because it was poured out. So, أَفْرِغْ عَلَيْنَا Meaning, unload on us. Meaning, how much ever sabr you can give people, O oh Allah, give us all of it. How much ever sabr you can give to people, Give it to us all. We are in need of every bit of patience. You know like Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has khaza'in. He has the treasures of the heavens and the earth. The treasures of rain, of rizq. So obviously, how much are the khaza'in of, let's say, water? We don't know. But if a person says, oh Allah, how much ever water is there, please give it all to me. Can you imagine how much water that would be? Now these people are asking, Oh Allah, how much ever sabr there is, give it all to us. We need every bit of it. Because this test is huge. This challenge is tremendous. This battle is too hard. We are few in number. And the enemy is so great. أَفْرِغْ alayna sabra. Fill us with patience. Pour down on us. We are desperate for sabr. Give us sabr. Fill our hearts with sabr. Fill our bodies with sabr. We need sabr entirely throughout. Every single one of us needs sabr. And every part of us needs sabr. Because sometimes it happens that you have confidence in your heart. You are being patient at your heart. But your leg is hurting. Your hands are getting tired. Your feet cannot stand anymore. You want to sit down. So what do you need? Sabr in your heart and sabr in your feet and sabr in your hands and sabr in your back. Sabr in all of your body. Sometimes you are being patient, but the person standing next to you is feeling weak. So, أَفْرِغْ عَلَيْنَا sabra. Oh Allah, unload on all of us patience. We need sabr. أَفْرِغْ عَلَيْنَا sabra. وَثَبِّتْ أَقْدَامَنَا And keep our feet firm. ثَبِّتْ سَبَتَا To remain firm. ثَبِّتْ أَقْدَامَنَا أَقْدَامَ is a plural of قَدَم. Our feet, keep them firm. What does it mean by that? That keep us steadfast. Keep us firm in this test. That we don't get afraid of the enemy and we flee. No. Give us patience. Give us steadfastness. That we remain firm until we are victorious. Sabbit aqdamana, wansurna, and you help us against the disbelieving people, against our enemy. You help us against our enemy. Because we cannot do this 
ourselves. The believers, at the time when they faced the enemy, they turned to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because they knew that help can only come from who? Allah azza wa jal. But at times of difficulty, usually, who do we turn to? What do we look at? We usually depend on our money or the people that we know, the people who are around us. We expect help from them. Which is why if they don't help us, we get very disappointed, we get very hurt. We cry before people, we complain to them, we ask them, we discuss matters with them for hours and hours. But what do we see here? That at the time of need, these people turn to Allah. Because it is only Allah who can give you patience. It is only Allah who can give you firmness. Who can make matters easy for you. Turn to Allah, not to people. Ask Allah for patience. And Allah will help you. The result of turning to Allah is that Allah gives a person sabr. Allah keeps him firm. Allah gives him confidence. Allah shows him the right way of how to do things. Because many times it happens that when you are in trouble, you ask a friend for help, you ask another friend for help. One person tells you do this, another person tells you, no, 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 do something different. And you're confused. You're like, what should I do? Should I listen to them? Should I listen to them? Should I listen to myself? Or should I do nothing at all? What should I do? Aren't we in confusion? We are. Whether it is a very small problem or a big problem. Who knows what the best course of action is for us in any matter, in any situation? Who knows? Allah knows, right? So what do we need to do? Turn to Allah as well. That Allah guides us as to what we should do and what we should not do. These believers were very few in number. Their enemy was great. They needed firmness, they needed strength, and they couldn't just fight like a normal battle. They had to have great strategy, great planning in order to be successful. So then what happened? Allah helped them. فَهَزَمُوهُمْ So they defeated them. The believers defeated the enemy. بِإِذْنِ اللَّهِ With the permission of Allah. هَزَمُوهُمْ is from the root letters هَزَيْمِيمْ And هَزَمْ is to defeat someone in such a way that you put them to flight. That they're just running away in order to save their lives. Now imagine Jalut who had come with his great armies many times more than the believers in number. Allah says, فَهَزَمُوهُمْ The believers put their enemy to flight. Just like the battle of Badr. When the Muslims were only 300 and the mushrikeen were a thousand. And the Muslims put the mushrikeen to flight. Was it because of their own power? No, it was بِإِذْنِ Allah gave them the courage, the patience, the strength, and also he guided them to the best course of action as to how they should fight the enemy. You know, anything that you do, you could do it in many different ways. And one way could be more effective than another. Sometimes you spend hours doing one thing and you find out that another person did the same thing, got much better results, but they did it in less time. You did something in three hours, they did something in one hour. And you wonder how, why? Because their way was different. The way they did it, it was far more effective. You could be studying for a test and you study all night, all day. And there is another person who studies three hours and they're done. 
and they ace the test and you are still wondering what's going on. How come I can't pass the test? Why? Because one person's way is far more effective compared to the way of another person. Now who teaches you this way of how to do things in a more effective way? Allah teaches you. So فَهَزَمُوهُمْ بِإِذْنِ اللَّهِ They put them to flight with the permission of Allah. وَقَتَلَ دَاوُودُ جَالُوتِ And Dawood, he killed Jalut. Dawood, alayhi salam, was at this point just a soldier, an ordinary soldier. But Allah gave him the tawfiq to kill Jalut. Jalut was who? The leader of the enemy. There are many narrations as to how Dawood salam killed Jalut. According to biblical reports, it is said that he killed him with a with a slingshot. Okay. According to other reports, we learn that uh, Jalut he demanded that there should be one-on-one combat first, and then the army should fight. That one person comes from the side of the enemy, and one person comes from the side of the Muslims, and then they should fight. So he demanded that, and Jalut himself came forward, and from the side of the believers, Dawood came forward. And Dawood when he came, he killed Jalut immediately. Now when the leader of the enemy was killed, then obviously you can imagine what happened to the state of the heart of who? The enemies. What happened to them? They lost their confidence. They were shattered. What are we going to do now? And on the other hand, the Muslims, although they were very few in their number, because they killed the leader of the enemy, even though it was only one person, immediately they were so confident. So, وَقَتَلَ دَاوُودُ جَالُوتِ This was the key. This was the key factor to the victory of the Bani Israel over Jalut's army. This was the main reason why and how they were victorious. But Allah gave Dawood the ability to kill him. وَقَتَلَ دَاوُودُ جَالُوتِ I saw a documentary once. I don't remember the details of it. But it was about slingshots basically. How, according to biblical reports, Dawood would have killed Jalut. That it would have been a very skillful shot. Uh, it must have been a very, very effective one because a slingshot killing someone, it's not a small thing. So they have been studying this for years and years trying to figure out how this happened. Allahu alam how Dawood killed Jalut. But however he did it, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave him the tawfiq. And this is what led to the victory of the Muslims. وَقَتَلَ دَاوُودُ جَالُوتِ وَآتَاهُ اللَّهُ And Allah gave to him. Allah gave to who? Dawood alayhi salam, al-mulka, the kingship, wal-hikmah, and also the wisdom. Allah gave Dawood mulk, so he became the king. And Allah gave him hikmah, wisdom, meaning knowledge, prophethood, so he became also a prophet of Allah. Dawood alayhi salam was not just a king, but he was also a prophet. And he was given this by who? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And besides this, Allah says, وَعَلَّمَهُ And Allah taught him, عَلَّمَ يُعَلِّمُ تَعْلِيمُ عِلْمُ مِمَّا يَشَاءُ Of whatever he wills. Allah taught Dawood alayhi salam whatever he wanted to teach him. A different kind of knowledge. And what was that? We learn about it in the Qur'an. For example, in Surah Al-Anbiya, Ayah 80, وَعَلَّمْنَاهُ صَنْعَةَ لَبُوسٍ لَكُمْ We taught him the fashioning of coats of armor. That what people wear when they go for battle, First time ever, Dawood was the one who invented it. By the aidan of Allah, Allah taught him. Likewise in Surah Saba, Ayah 10, وَلَقَدْ آتَيْنَا دَاوُودَ مِنَّا فَضْلًا يَا جِبَالُ أَوِّبِ مَعْهُ وَالطَّيْرِ 
وَأَلَنَّا لَهُ الْحَدِيدِ And we softened hadith for him. We softened iron for him. So he is the one who made many things with iron for the very first time. We learn about Iron Age in history. So Allahu A'lam, that may have been the time when Dawood is the first one to make different things out of iron. So, وَعَلَّمَهُ مِمَّا يَشَاءُ وَلَوْلَا دَفْعُ اللَّهِ النَّاسَ بَعْضَهُمْ بِبَعْضُ وَلَوْلَا And if not, دَفْعُ اللَّهِ دَفْعُ What does دَفْعُ mean? To push away, to drive off, to avert. So, if it was not that Allah would avert, دَفْعُ اللَّهِ meaning Allah averting, who النَّاسَ the people, بَعْضَهُمْ some of them, that Allah averts some people, how? بِبَعْضٍ through others. That we see that Jalut and his people, they had been very oppressive and tyrannical towards the Bani Israel. They had slaughtered them in great numbers, they had expelled them from their lands, from their homes. They had committed great tyranny against them. So what happened? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave victory to the Bani Israel over their enemy. So what do we see over here? Some people are suffering at the hands of others. The power of some people is being broken by others. And you see this throughout history. One nation comes to power, and then they're defeated by another. Any nation, any empire, this is why history is so long. You have to memorize so many dates. This empire and that empire and this empire and that empire and this dynasty and that dynasty. You lose track. But constantly we see this victory and loss of different nations over time. Why? Why does this happen? وَلَوْلَا دَفْعُ اللَّهِ النَّاسَ بَعْضَهُمْ بِبَعْضٍ If Allah would not cause this to happen, then لَفَسَدَتِ الْأَرْضِ The earth would have been corrupted. Surely the earth would have been corrupted. How? How would it have been corrupted? That those people who have power, they would have oppressed those lesser than them. And like this, the earth would be corrupted. Take the example of Fir'aun. He had so much power, so much authority, great resources, great armies, many lands. But when he was oppressive towards the Bani Israel, then Allah finished him. And he gave victory to the Bani Israel instead. So the power of Fir'aun was broken. And it was given to who? The Bani Israel. If that did not happen, what would Fir'aun continue to do? He would continue to oppress the Bani Israel. He killed their sons, their infants. Imagine such a great crime. And he would have exceeded all bounds in torturing people, in killing people. He tortured his own wife, Asiya. He killed all of the magicians who believed in Musa salam. He crucified all of them. So his power was broken. Likewise, we see the mushrikeen at the time of the Prophet ﷺ. Did they oppress the Muslims? Did they? Yes, they did. They tortured them in numerous ways. They fought them many, many times. And then eventually, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave victory to who? To his Prophet. And then there was the conquest of Makkah. And we see this, that even the believers at times they suffer at the hands of their enemy. Meaning they have power and their enemy comes and defeats them. For example, the Bani Israel. They were fine. 
But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala imposed their enemy on them. Which is why we learned earlier that their lands were confiscated from their enemy and their children were killed. Why do you think that happens? That Allah would make the believers lose power? Why do you think so? Again, to save the earth from corruption. Because when religious people get corrupt, they are the worst. The people of deen, when they get corrupt, there is no corruption that is worse than that. You know why? Because they show that is religion, whereas that's not actually religion. So when they become disobedient, and they have many blessings, they have power, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will push their strength away at the hands of others as well. Why? To save the earth from corruption. So, وَلَوْلَا دَفْعُ اللَّهِ النَّاسَ بَعْضَهُمْ بِبَعْضٍ لَفَسَدَتِ الْأَرْضُ وَلَكِنَّ اللَّهَ But Allah, He is ذُو فَضْلٍ He is the one who shows a lot of favor to who? عَلَى الْعَالَمِينَ To all the people of the worlds. It is out of Allah's bounty, His great favor that this happens, that nations rise and fall. That believers are at times victorious and sometimes they suffer. It is out of the great bounty of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that change is something that is constant in this world. Things keep changing. A person has power and they lose it. A person has strength and they lose it. A person has nothing and then he gets everything. And this happens at a very small scale and also at a very large scale. At a very small scale. For example, in a family, in a household. It happens sometimes that those who are older, they treat their younger ones with a lot of oppression, with a lot of injustice. And then what happens? Those same people are at the mercy of who? The youngsters. Sometimes the same grandparents or the same parents or the same in-laws who had treated their younger ones with bias, with mistreatment, what happens? Now they are old and they are sick and they are weak and they are dependent on who? Those whom they treated with unfairness to serve them, to help them. They're at their mercy. If they don't bring food to them, they will go hungry. If they don't take them to the doctors, they cannot go to the doctors. They don't make a phone call for them, they cannot connect with anyone in the world. So Allah shows it to us at smaller levels and also at greater levels. That no person's power is eternal in this world. No matter what you have in this dunya, a time will come when you will lose it. You think you have all the control over your children, so you can treat them however you want. One day they will speak back to you. One day they will say, Mom, Dad, I'm not going to listen to you. I'm walking out. I can live on my own. It happens. Doesn't it? So what's the lesson in this? That never ever get deceived by the power, by the blessings that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given to you. They're not with you forever. Don't misuse the blessings. Don't get corrupt because of them. Don't become arrogant because of them. Remain obedient to Allah in every condition. And never think that just because you have something, you are the best person on the planet. There are faults in you too. Because of which Allah may show you the consequences of your sins. But Allah is merciful. وَلَكِنَّ اللَّهَ ذُو فَضْلٍ عَلَى الْعَالَمِينَ تِلْكَ آيَاتُ اللَّهِ These are the verses of Allah. 
Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala addresses the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, that tilka ayatullah, what you have just heard, this entire story is what? Of the ayats. Ayat, plural of ayah, verses that Allah has revealed. Natluha alayka bilhaq. Natluha, talam wa tilawa, recitation. We recite these verses upon you, O Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. How? Bilhaq, with the truth. Obviously, the Messenger ﷺ did not hear Allah reciting the verses Himself. What it means is that we recite them to you, meaning we have them delivered to you. Through who? Through Jibreel. Because Jibreel, when he would bring the Qur'an to the Prophet ﷺ, he would recite it. Because the Prophet ﷺ could not read. So, نَتْلُوهَا alayka bilhaq. But this Qur'an is being delivered to you how? Bilhaq with the truth. What does it mean? That this account that has been narrated to you over here, the story that has been mentioned over here, it is the truth. Whatever lessons that Allah is teaching you over here, it is the truth. There are true facts. And Allah reassures the Messenger, وَإِنَّكَ And indeed you, لَمِنَ الْمُرْسَلِينَ You are surely of the Messengers. مُرْسَلِينَ Plural of مُرْسَل رَاسِينَ لَامْ Mursal is one who has been sent. So you are of those who have been sent by Allah, meaning you are of the messengers. وَإِنَّكَ لَمِنَ الْمُرْسَلِينَ People say to you, لَسْتَ مُرْسَلَ That you are not a messenger. This is why people fight you. This is why people oppose you. This is why they mock at you. This is why they make fun of you. Let them do whatever. But you be assured that you are indeed of the messengers. And this is something that we must also believe in. We must also be reassured by, let the world say whatever. The fact is that Muhammad ﷺ is a messenger. And there is no doubt about it. Whatever he has mentioned, whatever he has taught us, is the truth. And in that lies the way to success for all of us. Let's listen to the recitation of these verses. وَقَالَ لَهُمْ نَبِيُّهُمْ إِنَّ اللَّهَ قَدْ بَعَثَ لَكُمْ طَالُوتَ مَلِكًا قَالُوا أَنَّا يَكُونُ لَهُ الْمُلْكُ عَلَيْنَا وَنَحْنُ أَحَقُّ بِالْمُلْكِ مِنْهُ وَلَمْ يُؤْتَ سَعَةً مِنَ الْمَالِ قَالَ إِنَّ اللَّهَ اصْطَفَاهُ عَلَيْكُمْ وَزَادَهُ بَسْطَةً فِي الْعِلْمِ وَالْجِسْمِ وَاللَّهُ يُؤْتِي مُلْكَهُ مَنْ يَشَاءُ وَاللَّهُ وَاسِعٌ عَلِيمٌ وَقَالَ لَهُمْ نَبِيُّهُمْ إِنَّ آيَةَ مُلْكِهِ يَأْتِيكُمُ التَّابُوتُ فِيهِ سَكِينَةٌ مِّن رَّبِّكُمْ وَبَقِيَّةٌ مِّمَّا تَرَكَ آلُ مُوسَى وَآلُ هَارُونَ تَحْمِلُهُ الْمَلَائِكَةُ إِنَّ فِي ذَلِكَ لَآيَةً لَّكُمْ إِن كُنتُم مُّؤْمِنِينَ فَلَن فَصَلَ طَالُوتُ بِالْجُنُودِ قَالَ إِنَّ اللَّهَ مُبْتَلِيكُمْ بِنَهَرٍ فَمَنْ شَرِبَ مِنْهُ فَلَيْسَ مِنِّي وَمَنْ لَمْ يَطْعَمْهُ فَإِنَّهُ مِنِّي إِلَّا مَنْ اغْتَرَفَ غُرْفَةً بِيَدِهِ فَشَرِبُوا مِنْهُ إِلَّا قَلِيلًا مِنْهُمْ 
فلما جاوزه هو والذين آمنوا معه قالوا لا طاقة لنا اليوم بجالوت وجنوده قال الذين يظنون أنهم ملاق الله كم من فئة قليلة غلبت فئة كثيرة بإذن الله والله مع الصابرين ولما برزوا لجالوت وجنوده قالوا ربنا قالوا ربنا أفرغ علينا صبرا وثبت أقدامنا وانصرنا على القوم الكافرين فهزموهم بإذن الله وقتل داود جالوت وآتاه الله الملك والحكمة وعلمه مما يشاء ولولا دفع الله الناس بعضهم ببعض لفسدت الأرض ولكن الله ذو فضل على العالمين تلك آيات الله نتلوها عليك بالحق وإنك لمن المرسلين the lessons what lessons do we learn from the story always turn to allah especially at the time of difficulty when every door seems closed to you every person seems uncooperative every situation seems non ideal then you have to turn to allah but we see that at times of difficulty many have self reliance that is the cause of destruction and turning to allah is the cause of success and victory everything that happens happens with the permission of allah so never be too proud never boast and never give up hope just as allah can give you blessings he can also take them away so never be deceived by the blessings that you may have have the conviction that you have to one day meet allah and that is the time when you will be recompensed so whatever you do do it with consciousness if we want to be successful we have to expect success and help from who allah subhanahu wa ta'ala at the time of test what we need is sabr so there are many lessons i want you to share with one another in the groups tomorrow inshallah bring at least three lessons that you have learned and don't repeat what i have taken out okay let's listen to the recitation again وقال لهم نبيهم ان ايه ملكه ان ياتيكم التابوت فيه سكينه فيه سكينه من ربكم وبقيه مما ترك ال موسى وال هارون وبقيه مما ترك ال موسى وال هارون تحمله الملائكه ان في ذلك لايه لكم ان كنتم مؤمنين فلما فصل طالوت بالجنود قال ان الله مبتليكم بنهر 
ان الله مبتليكم بنهر فمن شرب منه فليس مني ومن لم يطعمه فانه مني الا من اغترف غرفه بيده فشربوا منه الا قليلا منهم فلما جاوزه هو والذين امنوا معه قالوا لا طاقه لنا اليوم بجالوت وجنوده قال الذين يظنون انهم ملاقو الله كم من فئه كم من فئه قليله غلبت فئه كثيره باذن الله والله مع الصابرين ولما برزوا لجالوت وجنوده قالوا ربنا افرغ علينا صبرا قالوا ربنا افرغ علينا صبرا وثبت اقدامنا وانصرنا وثبت اقدامنا وانصرنا على القوم الكافرين فهزموهم باذن الله فهزموهم باذن الله وقتل داوود جالوت واتاه الله الملك والحكمه وعلمه وعلمه مما يشاء ولولا دفع الله الناس بعضهم ببعض لفسدت الارض لفسدت الارض ولكن الله ذو فضل على العالمين تلك ايات الله نتلوها عليك بالحق وانك لمن المرسلين